that. Um, hallelujah. 2017. 2017. The year of the faithful shall flourish, and it shall be like the days of heaven on earth. Hallelujah. The blessing of God in our life. It empowers us to prosper. The favor of God in our life. It produces the opportunities to make them happen. Our steps are ordered by the Lord. The Holy Spirit leads us and guides us this day and every day. He causes us to be in the right place at the right time so that we can seize our opportunities. We are, we are flourishing Flourishing means we're thriving, we're increasing, we're growing, we're expanding, we're enlarging, we're prospering, we're abounding, we're spreading out, we're spreading out, we're stretching on the inside. The roots are developing, they're growing on the inside. We have steady upward progress, and because we got steady upward progress, we're at a high point in our life. Every area of our life is a high point in Jesus' name. It's all about the climate. It's all about the soil that it's been planted in. Hallelujah. We have the covenant of Abraham on us. The covenant of blessing is upon us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 92, 12 to 15. The righteous will flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord, they'll flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. Hallelujah. They'll be fat and flourishing. Hallelujah. To show that the Lord is upright. He is our rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Hallelujah. Oh, man. Psalms 5.12. For thou, Lord, you'll bless the righteous. With favor you encompass him. You surround him like a shield in the name of Jesus. We have that magnetic shield around us that attracts favor and it repels darkness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Proverbs 28.20 that the faithful man abounds in blessing. We've been faithful in Jesus' name. We've been faithful in Jesus' name. This is the year it starts. More levels. New levels. We're tapping into higher levels. The Lord has taken us to new levels we've never seen before. He wants to put in our power. He wants to entrust in us a higher level. He wants us to reach the community. He wants us to reach the nation. He wants us to reach the world. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Glory be to the name of the Father. What is a faithful person? A faithful person that's loyal to the Lord. He's a doer of the word. Hallelujah. He's unwavering and he's a seed sower. He sows in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So I just thank you in the name of Jesus. This is the year. This is the year the faithful flourish in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. That's for all of us. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, all right. Amen. I I suppose we can be seated now. Amen. Thank you in the name of Jesus. I've just been so... um, just been so excited with the message that the Lord has been bringing through Pastor Justin these last Sundays about communion and, and about prayer and about what it is and, and your conversation with the Lord. And um, I, I've got two prayer chairs in my house. My other ones I got kicked out of. My wife took the other ones from me. So I just have two of them now. And uh, I, I just want to praise the Lord on that because, and that's why I want to leave this up here. Um, I'm, I'm just telling you, we're, we're, taking us, we're taking it with us. Oh, man. I mean, it, it'll follow us everywhere. Hallelujah. So thank you very much, Pastor Justin, for, for being obedient to the Lord and going over that. I mean, hallelujah. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 30. Let's go ahead and open the, up the Word of God. And while you're going to Deuteronomy chapter 30, I just want to say thank you, Holy Spirit, for the Word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you for the Word of God. Deuteronomy chapter 30. I'm just going to do a quick recap. You're going to find as we're going over devastation and restoration, we're going to find 
that you're going to see a pattern here. And so I'm just going to go to the basic scripture again here that we've been using as a, as a model scripture. So Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 2 to 3, and then I'll read verse 9. And shalt return unto the Lord thy God, and shalt obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day. Thou and thy children with all thine heart, that's right, the sign of a faithful person, He's loyal to the Lord with all his heart, right? And with all thy soul, verse 2, that then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity. Hallelujah. Anyone here have problems tonight? Anyone here have, a, have something coming against them tonight, whether it be health or whether it be finances? Anyone here, especially in the Internet, anyone in, uh, anybody just not been walking close to the Lord lately and um, things have been happening in their life? Hallelujah. Well, the Lord's going to turn your captivity. He's going to have compassion upon you. He'll return you. He'll gather you. from. He, he gathered Israel from all the nations, whether the Lord God and where they were scattered. And in verse 9 it says, And the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy land. Oh, man, for good, for the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good, as he rejoiced over thy fathers. So the three main points that we've been learning about restoration Demonstrate your faith to God by believing he is able to turn your captivity. You've got to demonstrate your faith. You've got to believe God can do this. That's the very first step. The second thing is you've got to conform your thoughts to, to God's thoughts. And that just comes by spending time in the word of God. Comes Spending time in the word of God. You just get in the chair. You just begin to open up your heart with the Lord. You just begin conforming your thoughts to his thoughts. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. This is 2017. This is the year the faithful flourish. Hallelujah. Days like heaven on earth. Hallelujah. Then you start going over the scriptures, Psalms 92. Man, you bless us, Lord. You bless the righteous. We flourish like the palm tree. You begin to get intimate with the Lord. You begin to get intimate with the word of God. Hallelujah. And as you begin to get intimate with the word of God, your roots start to grow. And as your roots start to grow down on the inside of you, that's when you start tapping into new levels. And that's what the Holy Spirit's been doing to us. He's been having us. It's not a coincidence Pastor Justin is talking about prayer and communion. It's not a coincidence that Dr. Savell heard from the Lord that he wants us to flourish. The Lord is planning on taking us to higher levels. You talk about restoration. Hallelujah. You talk about restoral in the name of Jesus. Man, I have been feeling my roots growing on the inside of me. There have been changes that have been happening in my life. Glory to God. So we got to make our words agree with God's words also. And the only way to do that is to spend time in the Word. That's the only way to do it. You've just got to spend time in the Word. And as you begin to sit with the Holy Spirit and He begins to talk to you, He'll give you the words to tell you. And what I'm going to talk about tonight is, is I get to talk about in every storm there is a great victory. In every storm there is a great victory. And so what I want us to do is turn to Mark chapter 4. We're going to go to Mark chapter 4. And we're going to start at verse 13 through 15. So Mark chapter 4, verse 13 through 15. And then I'll also do verse 34. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And we all know about Mark chapter 4. Jesus is talking about a man with a bag of seed, right? And this just isn't any seed. This is seeding seed. This isn't the seed you take to the market to sell. This isn't the seed that you eat. This is the seed that you're going to take to the field. So you got to be careful with every seed you got. you got to be careful with every word that comes out of your mouth, right? So this guy's taking this bag of seed to the field, okay? And while he's going to the field and he just starts to scatter, some of it just falls by the wayside. 
The birds come and eat it. And then, of course, some get into the stony soil. It's got no, it doesn't have enough depth. So when the sun comes up, it parches it. And then some get into the, the ones that have weeds in it. And bless God, that little guy tries to grow down inside there. But there's so many other things growing in there, it just chokes it. There's no way it can grow, no way it can develop. And then finally, some of the seed gets on the good soil. And then that's when he starts getting the harvest, 30, 60, and 100 fold. So in verse 13... He says unto them, he's saying unto the disciples, know you not this parable? So they come up and they talk to him. Hey, Jesus, tell us about this parable. This, they, obviously, they know he's talking about something, right? And they're having a hard time understanding it. So he, they come up to him and they say, know you not this parable? Then how shall you know all parables? The sower soweth the word. Hallelujah. The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside. When the word is sown, but when they have heard, who comes to steal it immediately? Satan. He comes to take away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, if we go to verse 34, you're going to see without a parable, he spake unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things unto his disciples. Now, that word expound, Jesus is teaching them the principles about sowing and reaping. The Bible says he expounded. That means he begins to untie. He begins to unloose. He's opening up their vision. He's opening up their revelation. Remember Abraham? When he was Avram, when his name was Avram, in Genesis chapter 12, and the Lord said, Avram, you got to get away from your family. you got to get to the place that I've called you. And he begins to tell him how he, through him the blessing is going to come. Through him all nations will be blessed. He's going to make his name great. That, that covenant of increase that came on him, which, by the way, is on us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That covenant of increase, he's beginning to take his vision. He's beginning to open it up to him. That's what expounding is. And this is what, what Jesus was doing. He was expounding to them afterwards about the importance of protecting the seed. 2017, we got a word from the Lord from Dr. Savell. It's very important that we hold on to that seed. It's very important because the devil's going to come try to take that seed out of you. He's going to come try to get it from you. He's going to see if you're for real or not, okay? Now, some of y'all, now, see, I played football in high school, okay? Now as a wide receiver, okay? I'm going to use my little coconut here as an example, right? I'm not going to throw it, but what, what's the defense going to try to do? They're going to try to get that ball from me, right? And that's what the devil tries to do. He's going to try to get that ball from you. He's going to try to get this word that was planted in your heart. He's going to try to get you not to believe in God. He's going to see if you're serious with your faith or not. So you get on that prayer chair of yours, and when you're walking about, you hold on to that seed. You don't let that seed go. You don't let the enemy get it. Don't let them get your seed, okay? And so Jesus is expounding on all this. He's telling them about this. The devil's going to come to try to steal your seed. Okay, so Jesus was also training them to be on guard at all times, to resist his attacks. Just sitting here waiting on the Holy Spirit for a second. Let's go ahead and go to uh, Mark chapter 4. Let's go back up now to verse 35 to 41. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to go to Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. Now, I want you to notice something that happens. Jesus has spent all that time talking to him. He's explained it to him. They sat there and they heard it. They were basking in the word of God. Verse 35, on the same day, on that very same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when he had sent the multitude away, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were other little ships following him, right? Little ships were going. So he's got a little armada here. Verse 37, a great storm arises. 
Out of nowhere, a great storm arises. The waves begin to beat and crash into the ship. It's now full. He's in the hinder part of the ship asleep. He's asleep on a pillow. They awake him and they say unto him, Master, don't you care? Don't you care that we're going to perish? Verse 39, he arises, he arose, he rebuked the wind. He said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then he says unto him, Hey, where's your faith, man? Where's your faith? Why did you allow fear to come in and choke you? Why did you let that come in and choke you? He was just expounding about holding on to that seed, about holding on to faith. He's teaching them, okay? Where's your faith? Where'd it go? When pressure tries to come up, it'll try to choke you. It's a, it's a weapon designed by the enemy. Pressure is a weapon designed by the enemy to choke you so that you can't hear, so that you begin to stop listening to the Holy Spirit, and you begin to start looking at the situ- situation around you. So what do you do? Get in that prayer chair. What do you do? Go, go find your place. Go, go find a place. Just go hide somewhere. Just go somewhere and get that fear out of you. The disciples are still, you know, they're fearful about Jesus, what manner of man in this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Okay, I'm going to do a little bit of teaching here now. When Jesus said, let's go over to this, the other side, there wasn't a cloud in the sky, right? Not a cloud in the sky. I want you to see that. There's not a cloud in the sky. Okay, that storm came up out of nowhere. What's the enemy doing? The enemy's scheming, okay? He's got something. Didn't look like that storm was coming at all. Go back to verse 37. There arose a great storm. In the Greek, that word means mega. There was a mega storm that arose. We're talking about a storm of hurricane proportions here. We're not talking about 30-knot winds, 40-knot winds. We're talking about stuff at the 70, 75 miles per hour. This word, most scholars agree, is like a hurricane proportion storm. It came up out of nowhere. The waves are about 5 to 10 feet. Small craft advisory, right? I mean, they're crashing into that boat. They're seconds from drowning, okay? The waves are in the boat. They're not just beating up against the ship. They are in the boat, okay? And Jesus is asleep on a pillow. The disciples are afraid. They're frightened. Fear arises. Jesus had expounded earlier. I'm just going to make this a point. They didn't even think Jesus cared. How many times when people go through problems, they don't think Jesus cares? I've been guilty of that. Don't you see, Lord? Don't you, hear, don't you care? I mean, I've been guilty of that, you know? Man, that's what the devil's hoping for. He's hoping to get you out of position. He's got a dream, a plan, and a vision for you. He wants you to take those steps to get there. He's hoping you take that vision. But we got to do it his way, right? If we lean to our own understanding, what's going to happen? We're going to labor in vain. We're going to build a house, but, but he's not in there, right? So we have to do it the way the Lord says to do it. Satan loves to catch us off guard. That's what he's doing. He likes to catch us off guard. And what's interesting about being a Christian is, is there's two ways he catches you off guard. One is, is he'll try to put fear on you, try to choke it out of you. The other thing is, is you've been standing, you've been getting victories, You've been using that shield of faith, and you've been successful, and you've been getting breakthroughs, right? And then all of a sudden, what what do some Christians do when that happens? They begin to ease back. They begin to drop that shield of faith. They begin to drop that sword. The devil's always scheming. He's always trying to think of ways to get that ball back, to get that seed back. So what do we got to do? When you're enjoying your victory, he's going to try to scheme and try to come. So write this down. Everybody write this down who's taking notes. Every time you get a victory, say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
I thank you for that victory in Jesus' name. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you for that victory in Jesus' name. But then stand your ground. Stand your ground. Well, how do you stand your ground, right? Okay. This is what, this is what I've been trained to do by the Holy Spirit. I get back into that prayer chair. Man, Lord, I have an attitude of gratitude. I just thank you so much, Lord. I just thank you for what you've done. I just thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for what you've done. Your word, so powerful, Lord. Your love, so unending. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this miracle. Thank you for this breakthrough in Jesus' name. And then I go back into it and just start going over it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 2017, the year will flourish, that the faithful flourish. Oh, man, days like heaven on the earth. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Psalms 512, for thou, Lord, blesses the righteous. You, you surround us with, with a favor shield, Lord. It just goes, everywhere I go, the favor goes in Jesus' name. What am I doing? I'm protecting that seed that's on the inside of me. I'm thanking the Lord for what he did, but then I got to remember to protect that seed that's on the inside of me. Don't let the devil take it in Jesus' name. The Lord has given vision to us through Dr. Savell, through Heritage of Faith Christian Center. The faithful flourishing. We got to hold on to that. The fact that Jesus was in the sleep, I mean, in the ship asleep. I asked the Lord this one time. I said, Lord, I, I, I'm kind of curious. Jesus is up late at night. He's always praying. He gets up early. He prays. I mean, the dude never sleeps. I'm like, could it be, Lord, that he was really just so exhausted that he's just crashed on that pillow? And I mean, even the storm couldn't wake him. But when you begin to read the word of God, that's not what happened at all. Jesus was just in perfect peace. I mean, he was in perfect, perfect peace. Oh, man. Hallelujah. It's amazing that he was asleep. Well, David said something real interesting in the Psalms. In Psalms 23, it says, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Oh, man, when I saw that, I, oh, it started doing something to me. And I, you see Jesus here sleeping, you know. And so the question is, and I heard this question asked once before, and I thought about it, and it went deep down inside me. When was the last time you slept during a pressure situation in peace? Oh, man. And so I began to just say to the Lord, Holy Spirit, I want you to show me how to sleep in peace. I want you to show me. I mean, I've had victories before. We've all had victories in here, right? But I want to be in that perfect peace. I want to be in that perfect peace. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, the stuff we've been getting here, the stuff we've been learning about being in communion with God constantly, 24 hours a day, oh, man, perfect peace follows you everywhere you go. You know, uh, get the opportunity in capital to ride out with the, with the police, right? And uh, Philippians chapter 4, that says, you let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand, you know. The Holy Spirit is always there. The Lord is always there. And every time there's a problem or a pressure situation, just don't get anxious, just don't get anxious. That's the worst thing you do is get anxious. Right there, it just chokes, your, just, just chokes your connection off, right? But in all things, right, through prayer and petition, right, come before the Lord. Hallelujah. Ah. Now, I want you to look at verse 39. And this, this is where I might start getting excited here. <laughs> verse 39. Hallelujah. Mark 4, verse 39. Jesus arose. He rebuked the wind, and he said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Arose here is the exact same Greek word for mega. Okay, calm here is the exact same word that was used to describe how great that mega is. 
Okay, Jesus arises. It's the same word that was used for the storm that arose. What am I trying to tell you here? Just as quick as the devil arises, just as quick as the devil tries to make a mega storm, Jesus will rise. Jesus will rise. He will rise. And he will make a great calm. He will make a great calm. And it'll be more in proportion than what the devil threw at you. Way more in proportion than what the devil threw at you. So write this down. Just as that storm arose unexpectedly, Jesus arose unexpectedly on the devil. I want you to catch that. He rose unexpectedly on the devil. The devil was not counting on that. The devil is not counting on Jesus rising up in your life. He's thinking he's got you down. He's thinking he's got that ball out of your hand. That's what he wants. But Jesus will arise in your life. Jesus will arise in your life. Jesus will arise in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All it took to defeat this unexpected megastorm of a hurricane proportion was the rebuke from the word of God. Are you in a storm? Are you in a storm? Because all it takes is a rebuke from the word of God. One word from God, right? Jesus is on the inside of you. Write this down. If this will work on the wind, it'll work on your finances. It'll work on your health. It'll work on your family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to Luke chapter 5. Where else, Brother Joseph, where else can we see Jesus doing some mega work? We saw a mega storm rise up. We saw it come suddenly. Then we saw Jesus rise up suddenly. And we saw a great calm come. Luke chapter 5, verse 4 to 6. Luke chapter 5, verses 4 to 6. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a draught. And Simon said unto him, Master, we've toiled all night and we've taken nothing, nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes in their net break. You know the story. Jesus is out there. He's ministering. The crowd gathers, so he gets on a boat. And he goes out from land, and he ministers. And when he's done, he says unto Simon Peter, Hey, let's go out. Let's go out. Let, Let down your nets. And notice it was a plural word, nets. But Peter, toiling all night, leaning to his own understanding. At least he obeyed the Lord. I I gave him credit for that. Hallelujah. He takes out a net with him, and he goes out. Okay? That net begins to break. One moment, Peter has nothing. The next moment, he has mega. There's a suddenly from God that appears. A suddenly just appeared. A suddenly just appeared. A suddenly just appeared. A suddenly just appeared. I'm going to say it again. A suddenly just appeared. Jesus is in your boat. Jesus is in your boat. We talked about favor, right? Psalms 512, right? It surrounds you, right? Like a shield, right? Hallelujah. I want you to imagine standing in that boat and every fish in that lake comes charging that boat. It's daytime. The sun is up. 
They fish at night so they can't see the net. He puts that net out there, and every fish in that lake comes charging that boat. One moment, Peter has mega. One moment, he had nothing. The next moment, he has mega. How long have you been standing for something? How long have you been waiting for something? Jesus is in your boat. He's in our boat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep standing on the word of God. Keep standing on his promises. Know that this mega storm that the devil might be throwing in your life is going to turn into one of the greatest victories you've ever had. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Say this with me. There is coming a mega calm in my life in Jesus' name. Out of a mega storm comes a mega calm. Hallelujah. So are you willing to wait for it? Are you willing to take the steps to do what the Lord does? Are you willing to take those steps? See, because I like to share this testimony. All I had on me one time was 40 bucks. That's all I had. I'm not going to get into why, okay? I'm just going to tell you, okay? It's a serious time in my life, and all I have is $40 on me. It ain't enough, okay? And um, I'm crying out to the Lord. And I take that $40 and I bring it before the Lord. And I just bring it in his presence. And I say, Lord, this is all I got. Do something with this in Jesus' name. Tell me where to plant this. And I planted that thing. I planted that seed and released my faith. And immediately it began to work. Immediately it began to work. And all I can tell you is, is by the end of the month, I had everything paid for. I mean, I just want to thank the Lord for that. I mean, this Jesus became a suddenly in my life. We've all got testimonies. He's become a suddenly in our life. But if we take the time during situations in our life to just, to just get quiet with the Lord, just get in his presence, right? And just start going over the word of God. Just start going over the word of God. Go over it. Just start communing with the Lord. Just tell daddy how much you love him. Tell him how much you love him. Thank him for his word. Thank him for who he is. I'm telling you, it says in the Bible, if you submit to the devil, he'll flee. If you submit, I mean, submit to God. I got to get that right. If you submit to God, right, and resist the devil, he'll flee. A little humor here, right? <laughs> but that's what you do. You, you begin to submit to the Lord. You submit to the Lord. And the devil begins to flee. He don't want to stand in the presence of the Lord. He wants to leave. Hallelujah. God's answer to a problem in people's life is a great victory. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. See, your problem is not bigger than God. Your problem is not greater than God. Hallelujah. God promises mega rewards are in store for those who will not cast away their faith while they are under pressure. As great as your problem may be, it can never be greater than the greater one who resides on the inside of you. Hebrews 10.35 Don't cast away, therefore, your confidence which has great recompense of reward. Don't cast it away. Don't lose that seed. Don't lose it. Hold on to it. 
1 John 4, 4. 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Holy Spirit's just asking me to teach right now. He's, he's asking me to teach right now. Hallelujah. We got to conform our thoughts to God's thoughts. We got to do this. He keeps the Holy Spirit keeps drawing me back to this chair. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus about restoral. You got to make it right with the Lord. You got to get to the place with God where you're confident. And the only way that confidence can come is by spending time with him. The only way that confidence can come is being in his presence. Faith doesn't work by feelings. Faith doesn't work by emotions. My body was designed to interact with creation. My body was designed to send me information in this created world. It speaks to me. It speaks to my mind. But it was never designed to tell me what to do. It was only designed as a sensor to give me information. That's what it was designed to do. I thank you, body. Thank you for telling me. If you're being attacked with a sickness, thank you for speaking up. Thank you for telling me, body. If you're going through financial problems and there's problems in your life out there, thank you, body, for telling me. Thank you, censors, for telling me, okay? But stop telling me what to do. David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and by the way, mind, by the way, body, we're not going to forget all our benefits, right? He pardons my iniquities. He forgives, me of, he forgives me of all my iniquities. He heals me of all my diseases, right? That's what I begin to tell my body. That's what I begin to train it. Thank you very much. But now you listen to me. Hallelujah. I don't live under the law of condemnation anymore. Hallelujah. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Man, think about that. In the name of Jesus, cells, you don't mutate into cancer in the name of Jesus. We're fat and flourishing in Jesus' name. We still produce fruit in the old, in the old age. Hallelujah. Restoral. This is all about restoral. This is all about faith in the name of Jesus. This is all about renewing our youth in the name of Jesus. Body, I command you in the name of Jesus. That your cells revive, just like what it says in Psalms 92. Because that blessing is mine, hallelujah. That fat and flourishing is on my life in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Do you see what I'm doing? Do you see what I'm doing? And then I tell my mind. Mind, that's a violation of thought. When a thought comes against it, against it and it's contrary to the word of God, that's a violation of thought. That's what Paul said. It's a violation. Take captive of it. Can't cast it down in the name of Jesus. How do we do that? We, we, we practice it. We develop it. I, I get into the scriptures, and I like what Brother Vic said one time. I just don't read it like this. When I take the Bible, I begin to, to, to pour on it. I begin to, to, to open up my spirit, and I begin to let it pour down in on the inside of me. Oh, my goodness. And I begin to train my mind on it. And then I say this. See, Jesus said one time in one of his prayers, I, I just love it when he said his prayers. He said, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Man, I just, the, the bell just went off on the inside of me. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for being my teacher and my guide. I thank you as I walk out in society. I thank you as I walk day to day. I thank you for showing me the difference between what right, right is and what wrong is. I thank you for showing me what the true truth is behind the situation. Oh, and then I get really happy. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving me the ability to see beyond the moment. 
Oh, that's what the blessing does. That's what restoral does. It gives you the ability to see beyond the moment. You're looking for a job, and you go out there and you apply for a job. You apply for 10 jobs. You're going to get a phone call from all 10 jobs. That's what favor does. And I have to sit there, and then I have to say to the Lord, all right, Lord, let me see beyond the moment. Where is this going to take me? Which one is going to take me there in the name of Jesus? The only way I can do that, the only way I can get that confidence is by spending time in the word, spending time in him, trust in him, trust in him, trust in him in Jesus' name, trust in him, trust in him, trust in him. Hallelujah. Mega storms in life, see beyond the moment. See beyond the moment. See beyond the moment. What's the devil's strategy? What's he doing here? What's he trying to do? Why is he, why is he scheming? Why is he trying to stop you? What happened? What wound up happening when it got to the other side? There, there was a madman there, wasn't there? Jesus set that man free. What happened? That whole area, that, those, that whole 10 city area, right? When he came back the next time, oh man, revival happened there. I mean, revival happened in that town. The devil didn't want that happening. See, Jesus was able to see beyond the moment. He was able to see beyond the moment. The Holy Spirit will show you how to see beyond the moment. Hallelujah. 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 2017, the year the faithful shall flourish. Hallelujah. Get it ingrained in your mind. Get it ingrained in your spirit. Get it down on the inside of your spirit. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 18 to 25. The Lord says, if you love me with all your heart, what you're going to do is, is you're going to put it in your forehead. You're going to put it inside your mind. You're going to speak the word of God. You're going to speak it constantly. You're going to write that vision down. You're going to stick it on the wall. When you sit down in the morning and you get up and you're having your breakfast, you're going to speak it. When, you, when you're going to work and you're, whatever you're doing at work, you're going to speak it. You're going to meditate on it, right? That's what's happening. Okay, that's what Jesus says to do. When your kids come in from the house, you sit them down. Hey, this is what we're all about. This is what we're saying. And you go over that scripture, right? You bind it. And then you get it down into your heart by speaking it. You've got to speak it. If you don't speak the word, it's not going to get in your heart. You've got to speak it. You've got to speak it. You've got to speak this blessing. You've got to take this blessing and speak this. The Holy Spirit is wanting me to go over this prophecy. I can't get it out of me right now. He just wants me to keep going over this. We've got to trust the man of God. We've got to trust that he's heard from the Lord. We've got to take this and run with this. We've got to run with this. We've got to make this our vision. We've got to memorize this. We've got to go over it daily. We've got to get it so that it becomes second nature. When I was in the military... I was in the Army for two years. Then I was in the Air Force the rest of the time. They feed you better in the Air Force, by the way. <laughs> but when I was in the Army, they gave me a rifle. And we had to take that thing apart and put that thing back together. We had to take that thing apart, and we had to put that thing back together. And then I had to sleep with it. Everywhere I went, this rifle had to go with me. Where I went, the rifle went. It is constantly there, okay? It got to the point... So where you could take that thing apart in your sleep and put it back together. I still have visions every once in a while of taking that rifle and putting it back together. It's the same thing with the Word of God. We have got to get to the place with the Word of God that we can take that thing apart and we know every bit of that. Oh, man. Here's another thing. When I was in the military, I love the military, right, don't you? Okay, when I was in the military... The officer on parade, when he walked out onto the parade grounds, everybody took notice, okay? 
And the first thing he would do is, is he would come to the center of the formation. Okay. Now, if you're an army, it'd be a company, it'd be a battalion, a division. I was in the Air Force, so it's a, it's a flight, a squadron, a wing, you know. And um, sorry, Navy guys, but you know, I just know Army and you know Air Force vernacular. But one of the things we did was, is you stood at attention, anticipating a command. You were anticipating a command. You were anticipating a command. And I want to tell you something. As soon as he said wing, or he said squadron, or he would say platoon, right? Immediately, for those of you who are in the military, immediately you would snap to and get ready to receive a command. And they would say, attention. Now he's got your attention. And now I'm waiting for a command. And then he would say, give like a facing movement command. And he would say like left face. So he would say the word left I know what's going to happen now. I'm familiar with the command. I know what's going to come next. He's going to say face, right? So I know when he says and gives the word face, I move and I snap as we do that term, right? It's the same thing with the word of God. When you become obedient to the Holy Spirit and you allow the Holy Spirit to begin to lead you and and to guide you, your ears are constantly at attention. You become a doer of the word. Doer of the word is someone who listens and is ready, and he's anticipating a command. He's anticipating listening for a command. Yes, and the only way that I have learned that this happens is, is by communing with the Lord, getting in that chair, spending time with him, seeing myself doing the scriptures, seeing myself flourishing. And as I began to spend time with the Holy Spirit, and as I began to just grow in the glory of that prophecy, and then the glory of those scriptures that Dr. Savell used, because everything he said in there comes right straight out of the scriptures. We just went over them. And um, my roots begin to grow. My roots begin to develop. And I've put myself in the position that when I walk out there, I can hear from the Holy Spirit. And the next thing you know, he's putting you in the right place at the right time. You get what's called a spirit of preparation going on in your life. You're preparing yourself. Now you have what's called a spirit of expectation. You know when the Lord gives you a command, it's going to be the right command. You know he's going to show you things to come. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Mm, mm, mm. All right, Lord. All right. I, I was wondering if I was going to get to this. We're going to get to it. Let's go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 20. This has got to be one of the greatest examples I have ever seen of going from devastation to restoration. This is one of the greatest examples I've got to see of a mega storm coming on somebody and then coming on a nation, and the next day there's a great calm. This is just one of the most beautifully contained sets in the Scripture. Oh, it, this is your homework assignment. This, this will be your homework assignment. Go over Second Chronicles chapter 20. I mean, just go over and look at every beautiful part of this, Okay. Let me spell it out for you, okay? The Ammonites and the Moabites and the people from Mount Seir, okay? They decide they're going to go to Judah with King Jehoshaphat, okay? And they decided they're going to wipe them out. Now, I want you guys to understand this. These guys are coming to steal. They're coming to kill. They're coming to destroy. They're coming to wipe off Judah from the face of the planet, okay? To steal everything they got. Scatter families forever, 
I mean, we're talking about rape. We're talking about slavery. We're talking about plumage. We're talking about, I mean, this is what they did back then. This is, you're talking about the entire existence. And it's the Ammonites. And it's the Moabites. Okay? People from Mount Seir. These were the people that God told Moses not to bother because of Lot, right? And because of the, the, the affiliation with Abraham, right? And now they're going to return that favor? So what's King Jehoshaphat do? What do you think tried to come on King Jehoshaphat and the people of Israel? Fear. Great fear. I mean, they're only a day or two away from just being totally wiped out. So they get together as a nation. The king orders a fast, and they begin to fast. Fasting puts you in a position to hear from God, right? It quiets you down. You shut your flesh up. I really like fasting because you shut the flesh up. You tell the flesh who's boss. They begin to fast. The Levites begin to hear from the Lord. The Kohen begins to sing, okay? And one of the Levites, who's a descendant of Asaph, gets a word from the Lord, and he tells them, hey, don't worry about this. Can you imagine that? <laughs> don't worry about this. Oh, man, don't worry. And then the Lord says something personal. He says, this is my battle. This is my fight. You're not even going to have to fight. Oh, God took this personally. God takes it personally when the devil comes after his kids. He takes it personally, okay? And so they get together, and they begin to sing praises to the Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, they praise the Lord, and they go to bed at night. I believe they went to bed peaceful that night. They got up early the next morning, and the king reminds them about what the prophet said. We got a word from a prophet, right? We got a word from a prophet about what the Lord wants to do in our life, how he wants to flourish us, okay? So they get up the next morning, and then the Lord shows them their battle plan. Oh, wouldn't the U.S. military like that? Oh, man. He tells them what cliff they're going to come up. He tells it to them. You go down right here and just wait for them. This is where they're going to sneak up. Can you imagine the faces on the enemy when they came there? And there's the tribe of Israel just standing there, okay? If I was a scout, I'd be like, uh, sir, uh, I got news for you, but the children of Israel are all standing where you want us to go. Um, but they begin to celebrate the name of the Lord, okay? And what happens is, is the Ammonites and the Moabites, they begin to kill the people that were from Mount Seir. And then they turn on each other. And, and so the children of Israel just see their scouts come back and they tell the king and their generals, hey, they're all dead. What do you mean they're all dead? The whole field is just scattered with dead people. And oh, by the way, because in those days, when the military moved, they took everybody's food, they took everybody's horses, they took everybody's cattle, they took everybody's money, okay? So all that spoil is there. There is a shaking going on, and I heard this from the Holy Spirit when I was preparing for this. There is a shaking going on outside in society right now. There is a shaking going on. The Lord is shaking. He is shaking, okay? He's starting to shake the grip of darkness. There's a shaking going on, okay? This word that we've received for 2017 is not a surprise. There is a shaking going on. The Lord is moving. God's in control. We just got to stay in the flow with him. There is a shaking going on. Look at what happened. Look at what happened to Jehoshaphat and Israel. Look at this. One night, in one night, in one day, God turned their captivity. In one night, and in one day. And oh, by the way, they got double blessing out of it. 
Hallelujah. This is the God we serve. This is the Lord we serve. Hallelujah. This is the God we serve. Hallelujah. This is the Lord we serve. Hallelujah. 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 Watch the words that are coming out of your mouth. Are they lining up with the word of God? Are they lining up with this prophecy? Ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, I know you're sending me in the right place at the right time. I know you're giving me the ability to see beyond the moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord's looking. He's looking to bless. He's looking to bless in the community. He's looking to spread out in the name of Jesus. I'm looking at everybody in here. He's looking to spread you out. He's looking to take you somewhere. That place you're working at right now, he wants you one day to be the boss. That place you're working at one day, he just might want to make you the owner in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, the Lord is serious about this. He don't play around when it comes to the blessing. He is serious about this. Man, when I was reading Mark chapter 4, man, the Lord just impressed on me the importance of guarding your seeding seed. The importance of guarding that seeding seed. Guard that seed. Don't get careless with it. I want God to give me the keys to something bigger. I want God to give me the keys to something greater. Listen to this. Listen to what he told Dr. Savelle. There is a level of prosperity that you have never known nor even hoped for. Can you? He's talking about new levels. He's talking about roots growing on the inside of you, propelling you upward to a new level you've never been at before. Man, I'm empowering all those who dare to believe that this is available. I will show them how to tap into it. He'll give us the ability to see this. He'll give us the ability to tap into this. There's a reason for this. God's going somewhere. Man, we are in the last days. God is moving. God is moving. And if we get on our prayer chair and take that prayer chair with us when we go out into the community, oh, man, the Lord start manifesting right in front of you. Mm. He's going to show us how to tap into it. It will begin to manifest in their lives in this coming new year, says the Lord. Manifestations. The kingdom of heaven manifesting on the earth. It's happening when I go out. It's happening when I go out. It's happening when I go out. The Lord is manifesting. I mean, there's power going on. Hallelujah. There is stuff happening when I go out there. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it from people. They say they see Jesus in me. I'm hearing it. They say I'm for real. They say I'm not playing the game. They say I'm playing the real game. They're saying it. There was an individual last Thursday that said something to me. He asked me if I could save him. And I said, no. He just looked at me. What do you mean? I said, it's Jesus that saves. I can't save you. All I can do is give you the word of God in truth and in love, right? And then he said this to me. He challenges me. This man challenges me. He says, well, this is my name, and I got a request. And I ain't going to tell you what that request is. And I'm going to give you till next week, next Thursday, to come back. He challenges me, right? He says, how do you like that? I'm putting pressure on you. You know what I said to him? There ain't no pressure on me. <laughs> if, it's, if anything, it's God that does it. He gets the glory. It ain't me. All I am is the conduit. All I am is the mouthpiece of the Lord. That's all I am. I mean, it, it is. All I do, it's between you and God. I just stand in the middle and just talk. That's all I do, right? 
And um, so I get in the car, and I come home, and I'm like, man, I wonder what this thing is, Lord. No, he didn't tell me. Now, sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you what it is, but he didn't tell me this time. So I don't freak out. I don't get all scared. So I come home, and I'm praying on my way home, and I come to my wife. And my wife and I get together, and we come into agreement. Well, do you know that Thursday morning, I'm supposed to come Thursday night, he gets a letter. Well, see, I didn't know this, but at that very time, his daughter began to write him a letter. He hadn't talked to his daughter in years. And he wanted his daughter to get a hold of him. And that was his prayer request. And he challenged me on that. And I said, Father, whatever it is, we came in agreement. Whatever it is he wants, Lord, you do it so you can get the glory on this. Oh, man. He comes up to me and he looks at me and he says, do you, and he showed me the letter and on that letter, his daughter said how much she loved him and, and all this stuff. I mean, ah, oh, this is what we're talking about. This is what this blessing is about, folks. So that when you go out there, man, the Lord is just moving in your life, right? And you know what I said to him? It wasn't me, it was the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, all I did was just come in agreement. It, it, just, it, it just made me so happy. Holy Spirit. I thank you for the people that are in this church, Lord. Holy Spirit, I've done what you said, Lord. Hallelujah. I I have gone over this word, Lord. We have gone over this together. You, You are about devastation to restoration, Lord. We have faith in you, Father. We've got faith in you in the name of Jesus. You want to take us to higher levels, Lord. You want to restore in our life. Oh, The covenant of Abraham, Father, the covenant of increase. You want us to be blessed so we can be a blessing in the name of Jesus. This is what this is all about. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, you did it for Jehoshaphat. Lord, you did it in the boat when you were with Peter. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, you did it when they were crossing the lake. You did it in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for rising suddenly in our life. Great suddenlies. Great suddenlies in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for the word that was spoken tonight, Lord. I thank you for the word that was spoken tonight, Lord. I thank you, Lord. How do we get the word of God inside of us? How do we fill our hearts with the word of God? By getting in your presence and reading the word putting it before our eyes and making it our focus, getting it in our ears by speaking it, Lord, and our hearts get filled in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this, Father. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. I mean, the Lord just wanted me to teach tonight. He just really impressed on me to teach tonight. There's a reason for this blessing. You want God to give you the keys? Mm. Hallelujah. Well, thanks, Pastor Justin. Thank you.